Hello, hello. This Hi. is our last episode of this 2002 Expert Talk series. It's honestly a bit shocking for me to say because I felt like it was such a nice, wonderful, not even like a long journey, but it was a very nice experience to be able to have so much diverse opinions. And this being our last episode, our sixth episode, uh, it just reminds me of how long we have come for this project series. In any way, for those who may not know what this project series is about, it's on the topic of third culture kids. And specifically, the top the title is Thriving Thursdays, Third Culture Kids Beyond and Between Borders, where we explore the dynamics of the third culture kids, aspects of the identity and career beyond and between mental and physical borders. And today we have another special guest, and her name is Amira Shaib. And I'm just going to give uh, give a brief introduction of her background, what she's doing, so you all get to know her a little bit. So she is 25 years old, and she's currently studying law at the University of Vienna. Uh, she was born and raised in Vienna, Austria, but is originally from Tunisia, North Africa. And due to her diverse upbringing, Amira speaks Arabic, English, German, and French. And in the close future, she aspires to specialize in, in international law. So a very warm welcome, Amira. Thank you so much Thank for you. being here. And <laughs> I'm very me. excited to listen to kind of your experience and kind of your development in a very multicultural yeah. setting. Right. Uh, before I kind of go into the topic, do you want to add anything else to introduce yourself? Oh, no, thank you. You did a well. <laughs> you did a good job. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, as everybody probably knows, this topic that we're going into is about third culture kids. And for those who may not know what the third culture kid is, a third culture kid is someone who grew up in a country that's different than the passport country, right? That's a definition. And so my next question to Amira is, can you kind of explain to us your third culture kid experience? So I already introduced kind of your background and, you know, growing up in Vienna, but you're from Tunisia, North Africa. How was kind of your experience as a TCK? And what does it actually mean for you to be a TCK? So first of all, um, I want to say like, um, this topic really inspires me a lot and just like um, it's very interesting and I think many people who are third culture kids who are, who are not even like third culture kids um, can get very inspired by this topic and maybe can relate to some uh, stuff. So, um, you know, like born and raised here in Vienna, when I was a child, I didn't really like recognize that I was different or um, that I'm a third culture kid. I knew that my mom and dad, that they that we speak Arabic, that they were not born here. I know that, but growing up in kindergarten or in, uh, you know, in primary school, there was not much of a difference for me from, from the other children, you know what I mean? Who don't have this uh, cultural upbringing, who don't have a cultural background. And um, I never really saw the difference until I came into a middle school, until I like I was like, you know, 11, 12 years old, and I just, and then I switched schools because, you know, I grew up in the 19th district of Vienna, and the 19th district in Vienna is known, and like everyone who is from Vienna knows, like the 19th district is dominantly more, you know, like um, white, <laughs> I would say, like people who, uh, who, who, who live here and work here in this district don't have a, um, 
cultural not many of them have a cultural background and they come from very uh, privileged um privileged homes i would say so when i uh switched so when i um changed a school when i was like 11 or 12 years old and i i went to another school in the 20th district of vienna and the 20th district is a whole completely different uh district than the 19th district even though we are neighbors you know you see more you see people from different cultures they're like more from uh turkish arabic and chechen uh, backgrounds so um the school there was a little bit it was different for me so when i uh, changed school i just realized wait a minute like this is such a different environment that i'm in it's such a different vibe and the people are different and uh in my school we also had many um children who are refugees who came as refugees to austria so this was also very different for me than my previous mm -hmm. schools so I think these were like the first times where I was like, hmm, there is actually a difference in upbringing, in language, in culture, in, um, you you know, like how your parents are. And, you know, sometimes you go with your parents to uh, to, to to speak with the with the. Um, with the teacher and then you have to translate for your parents most of the time, even though my parents uh, um, are living uh, very long like since a very long time here in Austria like my father is here since for 40 years I guess or like and my mother is lives here since 30 years and they speak uh German very good I would say but still not it's not their mother tongue you know like I still have to translate some things for them mm. so it's a little bit different of course mm. well you touched on a lot of points there Amira thank you so much for going into different aspects of your experience yes my kind of question is so you kind of mentioned that for you it wasn't very different to grow up as a TCK when you were young right you didn't really see the difference it wasn't something obvious but you did mention to me that after when you became more of an adult uh, and you entered more of this uh, let's say around your early 20s that's when you kind of saw the difference of going up as a TCK, as a third culture kid. Can you please describe to me this transition? And if you could say, at what point did you kind of feel this shift of your experience being different from when you were small versus when you were an adult, basically? Well, when I was, you know, when I was small, I, I think my parents also had, you know, like many friends who are from different backgrounds. so. You know, I grew up with people who are Asian or who are who have a, who have a diff a completely different um, background than me. And, you know, they don't speak Arabic or they don't speak German at all. So I had very like different friendships. But when I but when I um, got into like when I finished high school, when I got into university, and I also met so many people from different cultures, of course, but I also like saw the difference between um, um, my family and their families. And I just like realized that uh, these differences are actually very important, uh, or just like, it's, it's, it's interesting to see like, how some people um, think on, uh, on certain things and versus my family, how I was raised. And I feel like many, many things, um, uh, 
many things in my life are actually are actually because of how like many stuff and many things in my life happened for a reason because of the way I was raised because I was a um, third third culture kid I guess and some mm. other people don't have like the same experiences that I have if it makes sense right like, can you actually um, go into can you please go into you when you mentioned that you saw that your family had different values compared to others. Can you give examples of what you noticed? Like my family had, you know, like I grew up in a very like um, religious household, I would say. Not much of a cultural household. I mean, of course we have like a little bit of, we have, of course we have like a Tunisian, North African culture in our household, but we may, I mainly grew up more religious. So Islam was a big, big topic in my family. So, my family always um, saw like the Islamic values are very important. And uh, for example, I, I, I was never allowed to have a boyfriend when I was a teenager, for example, or just, uh, you know, drinking alcohol or just like, you know, going to parties when I was a teenager or, um, you know, those kind of things. And um, my, my, my parents have uh, certain values. So then when I met people who don't share the same values like how like me, um, it was a little bit hard for me to bond with them. When I was a little bit younger, like in my high school years, I would say, because I could not understand how their families would allow them those things. And my family was a little bit more strict. You know what I'm saying? And um, then when I met people who actually grew up in a similar environment like me and whose parents also shared similar values like my parents, it was easier to bond, to connect, of course. But um, yeah, this is what I thought when I was a little bit younger in my, you know, in my teenage high school years, I thought like, oh my God, like people who um, we can be best friends just because our parents are alike or just because we share the same culture or the same religion or the same mother tongue. But, you know, just actually just a couple of years ago when I was in university and I met the most random people, like many, many people from different backgrounds, I just realized even though like our backgrounds may not be the same and our parents' values or family's values are not the same, yeah, we can still connect and we can still be best friends and we can still vibe with each other no matter the no matter how like how different our upbringings were. you know what I'm saying so um um yeah I, I mean for I'm honest. Um, my parents' values actually really, um, like they, they somehow like they 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 affected me in a certain way growing up because I was a little because I was always like um, oh those people for example when I met people who who share the same religion as me or who share the same culture as me and I was like seeing them doing the opposite what my parents would preach. I was like confused, you know, and like I had some how of an identity crisis because mm. I didn't know where I would belong or what should I do. Should I follow like my parents' uh, advice? Should I follow like my parents' um, cultural uh, thinking? I don't know. Like, right. then I just realized at the end of the day, 
I am who I am and I should follow what I think is right for me. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yes. Thank you for sharing. And Svetlana says, interesting example of the Islamic upbringing, insights into family values. Thank you for sharing the story. You're welcome. So, it's from the comment section. So, Amira, you mentioned kind of the challenges and conflicts that you experienced growing up in your family and Islamic upbringing and having this religion, but then having the clash of the people around you who did not have the same belief, right? So you had this conflict of religion in essence. Were there any other specific challenges that you kind of had and that you allocated to your very multicultural TCK experience and upbringing? Um, not really, like in, in terms of like language, you know, many people would say, oh, third culture kid, they always uh, spoke their mother tongue at home. You know, in my family, in my home, we speak bilingual. <laughs> so we speak Arabic and German, um, which is great because my parents made sure that we um, speak German very well from a very young age because obviously we live here, we go to school here, we're going to get a German um, education. and But we also want our children to speak uh, their mother tongue. And because Arabic is like very important for my parents and for me as well, because it's also like the language of our religion and um, we pray in Arabic, we do everything in Arabic. So it was also very important for my parents to speak Arabic, uh, that we speak Arabic. And I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that my parents actually um, made sure that me and my uh, siblings go to a weekend school, a weekend Arabic school after a whole week of German school. So <laughs> that was nice when I was a little girl, but right now I'm happy that I can, that I'm, you know, I'm multilingual, you know, you, you know, it, it's just perfect. But you, you know what I want to say with the, the, the story with the languages is that many people actually who grew up in a third culture you know, I grew up as a third cultural kid, they only got to speak their mother tongue at home. And I just saw that by so many people, like like so many people that I know, and I feel like it's a little bit of a mistake by the parents because you obviously need to learn the language of the country you live in, no matter if you want it or not. And I feel, and I criticize that a little bit, um, because I personally know many people who actually got to learn German all by themselves, not at home or by their parents. Right. And, okay. Um, yeah. That's an interesting aspect. And I also kind of, uh, I understand when you mentioned that you had to go to weekend schools because from my multicultural upbringing, I was also in essence, when I look back on it, I was forced to attend Chinese weekend school and I really did not enjoy it back then uh, but afterwards looking back now as like you I'm super thankful that I had that you know learning of the Chinese culture I, I understood the language was able to learn characters so I think um, looking beyond the challenges there were a lot of benefits that yeah. <laughs> we kind of experienced as a TCK all right and uh, just another question which is you kind of mentioned the the challenges of religion and you mentioned that you kind of overcame this by 
just embodying who you are, just being focused that, hey, this is me and I enjoy this aspect. What would you say for the other TCKs out there who may be still struggling with this conflict in religion, in identity, and what their peers are believing versus at home? What kind of like tool or what kind of solutions would you perhaps suggest them? So in my opinion, I would suggest to find people, I know it's hard, but to find people who are on the same wavelength as you. So it's easier for you to bond and like to connect and to even like do stuff together because when you have friends who have completely different parents or just like, you know, who are different, up, like a very totally different upbringing, sometimes it can be very hard, especially when you're in a younger age when you are just like still in your teens or in your high school years, um, it can be very hard to always like, um, you know, like do stuff with them or just like hang out with them, like do basic stuff with them. I'm serious. Like I just saw that in my, I don't know how it is when it comes to other people, but I'm just like saying, telling from my personal view, from my personal experience, uh, in from my circle that it was easier for people to connect and to bond and to do stuff and to hang out with people who have who are on the same wave wavelength um, as them because you know you don't have to um, you don't have to like compare yourself and just like being depressed of some stuff that you are not allowed to do or you know it, it was easier for this is like the only solution I would say because it was easier for me to be like to live my life like that just to find people who I can you know who can understand me more you know like um right. yeah it, it was easier for me that way so I know it's hard it's it's easier said than done of course <laughs> but um other solution would be like um you know gaining a more um a stronger personality being more confident in yourself and in your culture and your religion and just standing up for who you are and saying look this is i'm not ashamed of who i am I'm not ashamed of my culture i'm not ashamed of my religion or of my parents who don't speak the language very well i don't know whatever it is just like um create your own little world <laughs> i would <say. laughs> so um yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i understand completely what you mean i think it's really an important point because as third culture kids we're often faced with different inputs different stimulus from all around right whether it be just friends yeah. family culture there's a lot of things that we deal with and the fact that we should just embody what we feel like can bring us to a better state and disregarding the naysayers, the people who are bringing us down because of our identity. I think that's a really important aspect and thank you for highlighting that. My next question goes into career, right? So in this project series, we focus on not only discussing the third culture kid development experience, but as well as how that has impacted, let's say your career trajectory and how you kind of see that in the future. So my question is, how do you think being a TCK has so far affected your decisions on what you want to do, what you want to be? And would you say that 
it was a big impact and which aspects of your identity kind of influenced your career choice? Yes. So I would say that, um, you know, I chose to study law in Vienna. Many people actually told me like, oh, what are you doing like with law? You know, now there's like a new um, law that is coming. People who would wear the hijab, like the headscarf, are not allowed to become a lawyer or a judge or something. And, you know, I'm a Muslim, maybe I will wear one day like the headscarf. So that would be very, like that would be not a good choice for me, of course. But uh, I know so many like, um, Muslim women who actually study law and who are very good in their job and uh, who practice um, legal work and who are very successful. So, um, of course, of course, it is a little bit like hard to say, like, what, what is the best uh, uh, career path? Which career path should I take? Which career path should I uh, be following? Just because I'm a third culture kid. But I would say like, um, like don't limit your your um, career choices just because you are a third culture kid. And um, because I saw that like in my circle and my, you know, from people that I know, like from family members, from friends who told me like, yes, this, um, you know, like this, univer this, uh, this bachelor in university are only taken by people who were, who have um, Austrian parents or something. And I was just like, why should we just like, why should we put like, um, some university courses in a box and say oh this is just like for this specific group of people if you want to do it just go for it mm. why should you limit yourself you, you get me like it's the yeah. same it's it's the same like uh the high schools or the schools in general in vienna when you you know people who grew up in vienna who are born and raised here just like me will know that there are some specific schools here in vienna are considered are considered as the I would say it in German right now, Sozialbringpunktschule. That means the schools who don't have, uh, who are so, who are, who are, who have many people with like low social uh, status, 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 <laughs> and with people who, uh, with uh, whose parents have low income and whose whose parents are um, who have have mount cultural background excuse me for my english english is not my first it's all good i understand <laughs> you perfectly yes. yes sorry um we have yeah. a comment actually um no uh, uh, and i feel like i hate the cliche in vienna that goes uh you know like that goes uh in our community like everyone's Everyone is saying here, yes, this school has these people, these people are not great, they're not educated, their parents are not educated. And I would say, like, why would you put so many people from one place in a box and say, oh, they're not educated, their parents are not educated. They will mm. never get a bachelor, they will never get a master. And then they are shocked when they uh, study medicine or they study law and they really get successful. And I just... I'm just like very against those like cliches and I I hope like these cliches will be um mm. will get away with the next generation or with our generation soon because I don't yeah. like hearing about that you know like <laughs> this just of makes course. me very mad actually because yeah yeah I, I I love your 
point on the idea of breaking the boundaries of what is possible. We should never be constricted on what other people think that we should or should behave, should be, uh, what we will do in the future. Only, you know, you're only limited by yourself and your own beliefs and thoughts. And yes. we actually have a comment uh, by Etne that says, avoiding, avoiding limiting beliefs, it's great. And she also has a question. I know. Um, I, yes. I just read it. I just read it. Mm -hmm. Of course, I agree with her. I know. And that's also my opinion. Thank you for sharing your point of view, Aitne Knappic. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yes, I agree with you. I have the same uh, opinion, uh, obviously. But I feel like... Um, still like when I when I look at my inner circle like my best friends to be honest I just feel like I, I just like realize we have the same upbringing not like necessarily the same but like similar upbringing and I just feel like we bonded and just like, we relate on like we just relate to each other so much I just relate to my best friends who have similar upbringings just like me more than my other friends and of course I have friends from completely different backgrounds and I appreciate that so I can learn and appreciate new cultures and have new insights on different people and I feel like that's amazing that's just my mm -hmm. opinion though <laughs> right I think you're also referring back to what you said in the beginning which was surrounding yourself with people who lift you up so yes. people who actually encourage you be in that circle be in that mindset because there will always, always be people who says you can't do this, you can't do that because you're like this, right? There will always be people who label you. So I think, you know, going back to what you mentioned is being around people who believe in you and who lift you up rather than uh, put a label on what you can or can't do, which is really yeah. important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. And following on that, my next question is, well, I want to go back to what you mentioned, which is kind of your trajectory of wanting to be a lawyer. Was there a specific aspect besides what you mentioned already that made you particularly want to pursue this trajectory? Um, I mean, you know, like, <coughs> like um, many people actually told me, yes, what do you want to do with law? Like, you know, you should not be a lawyer. You should not be a judge. Um, you know because people actually see people who are who come from my background from my you know from from my country or just like from my um culture you know from my culture as becoming a typical housewife so they don't see us in positions of becoming as and successful uh independent woman and so i really I'm the person who wants to break the stigma and break like the cultural rules because I feel like every woman depend like it doesn't matter which religion you have or from which country or just like cultural background you have every human being not just like any woman every human being has a right to be independent and successful and this mm -hmm. is what many people actually forget so um, many people actually told me, oh, you're not becoming a lawyer. You're not becoming a judge. You're not, uh, why, are you, why are you studying law, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just like, it's just, this is something that I want. I just chose what I want to study. And this makes me happy. So, yeah. 
Right. Uh, I, I don't really I don't really care what the society has to say because I feel like this is also like an um you have to train yourself to not think what to not think like what everyone else is thinking and to have your own mind and to have your own perspective. I feel like that's very, very important. Right. I, I agree hundred percent. And for you, for example, you clearly want to pursue this direction of law, for example, and you're quite clear that you want to do this in the future. But oftentimes for many TCKs, we see this pattern of them being very unsure about where they want to go, what they can do, and just very much undervaluing the capabilities and competencies that they have in their experience. What are your thoughts on this? And what are your kind of inputs on what could be done? Yes, to be honest, thank you for asking this question because I was just like actually thinking about it. Um, I feel like this is way deeper actually because I also know so many people, including myself and my brother and my sister, who uh, went to an Austrian primary school, who had a German education here. Um, You know, like how many teachers actually told us, oh, you should not do this. You are not going to become this and that. You're not going to finish high school. You are not going to have the matura and stuff like that. And I feel like when you say something like this, to a young child at a very young age as a teacher you don't know what you're doing to this child you're really limiting uh their 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 um you know their uh, uh, career choices you are limiting their confidence you're literally destroying those children from a very young age just you know you don't let those kids believe in themselves and i feel like this is uh, this is like a a, um, a failure from the teaching system here in Austria. And believe me, there are so many TCK, TCK um, friends that I have or people in general that I know who went through the same experience in high school or in primary school or whatever. I mm. feel like this is a very like sad story. And I feel like many children actually um, get triggered by this when someone tells them, oh, um, yeah, you will never do, you will never achieve, oh, this is not suitable for you. Just go find a regular job. You know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I just hope for the next, uh, that this generation of uh, teachers and the next generation of teachers, that they will be better, that they will teach uh, children to believe in, in themselves no matter what. Um, yeah, I feel like that's very important. <laughs> mm. Thank you so much for sharing and, you know, being vulnerable and letting us know kind of what a third culture kid, what a multicultural person may experience. You know, having these different cultural backgrounds, having people in your school from this Austrian mindset and then having your home culture and having these clashes of, you know, what is your future, what skills you have, having that and having to deal with it, that's something that I feel like really plays a huge role on Mm -hmm. what we value and how we see ourselves of our capabilities and skills. So Mm -hmm. I guess this is a message also for the educators and people who are listening that every single word really counts that we tell, you know, kids or adults or whatever it is uh and that we should not be imposing our own 
experiences on other people. So mm-hmm. thank you very much for mentioning that. Mm-hmm. And the next the next question I want to ask is actually from our last guest speaker. And her question to you is, what is the biggest challenge for you as a TCK and your career trajectory? And how did you deal with it, the challenges and your career journey thus far? So perhaps what was the difficult, most difficult thing when you were trying to understand where you wanted to go, what you wanted to be as a TCK? Okay, um, I would say proving people the opposite. Proving people the opposite, I would say mainly because, um, you know, as I told you, like growing up, unfortunately, I had people never believing in me. I uh, suffered from like, um, like for me, from low, low self-confidence growing up when I was a child. So um, I never really thought like I would like, you know, like uh, finish high school or just like, you know, studying in university. I always believed in yes, but I still had struggles, like I still had insecurities of it, you know? So I think like proving people the opposite and just like become um, like more, like becoming more confident and uh, strengthen my personality, I would say. Mm. Um, Yes. Um, And when it comes to my career, I would say I'm I'm still studying. So (laughs) I'm still trying to figure it out, to be honest. Um, It's not hard, but I would say like, um, you you know, like always believing in yourself. I know we we hear this all the time, but you know getting up and uh trying your best every day is is is, is really like the the best choice i would say like the best uh advice as well i know it sounds like cliche but it's true <laughs> right I, I think it's very important and i think like yeah. what you mentioned is just showing up just showing up as who you are yes. and taking the brave next step uh regardless of what other people or influences you have right and showing also, up every single day and also just be yourself don't try to imitate other people just don't try to fit in i feel like just like don't make yourself suitable for them let them be suitable for you and if they are not suitable for you any career anything in life just say no because you're a human being you are you you don't deserve to be uh to 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 um create yourself a new version to create a new version of yourself just to uh be accepted by other people or just to be accepted by the majority of uh, the people you work with or you study with or where you live just be yourself and if that's not enough then i'm sorry <laughs> i think uh, it couldn't be said any you know any better to be honest I just feel like I just um like especially in my 20s I struggled a lot right now like finding myself and just like um how to uh how to be accepted I would say but then I was like no I don't want to be accepted to be honest uh I just want to be myself and the right people will radiate to me and just like the right work will radiate to me the right career will radiate to me and the right circle of friends will radiate to me and I don't have to uh create some uh myself as a new human being as a new version just to fit in this uh, uh um specific picture that they uh, want me to be so i feel like um this is very very important to know from a very young age as well because i mm-hmm. never i never got to and ne- no one told me when i was younger you just have to be yourself no one told yeah. me that no one told mm-hmm. me that 
I just had mm-hmm. to, um, I had to, um, you, you know, I had to figure it out for myself. Mm. Whether you I, figure I, it out yeah. For, yeah, whether you figure it out for yourself or not. Mm. Yes. This is such a relevant topic, and especially for this TCK topic, because I find personally, let me know if you feel the same way, but I feel like because of our different influences, I always find myself, especially when I was younger, trying to trying to adapt and trying to be flexible to others because we were always having to do that from a very young age, right? Trying to fit into the Hungarian culture for me, trying to fit into the American culture, trying to fit in the Chinese culture when I go home. Uh, I feel like as TCKs, we always are constantly chameleons to the world. And I think it's such a great reminder that we don't need to force ourselves into specific molds uh but we can just be molds of ourselves you know whatever capacity that means so i think it's a really important point and kind of comment for all tck's to be aware of yes uh, and yes yeah, we have a comment me. from zelina tragic how society still discourages the competencies of young people but showing them the opposite and staying consistent on your vision is truly the most amazing way of proving them wrong your side okay You're welcome. Thank you for thank your you. Uh, comment. Oh, thank you. That was a very inspirational reflection from your side. Thank you very much. And yeah. Mitra said, thank you for sharing your life experiences so openly and warmly. I think we all felt this today. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. <laughs> and my kind of semi-last question is, this is actually the last episode of this TCK project series. And it's uh, kind of surreal to say that already because I felt like we're just beginning to be honest. <laughs> But I, I want to ask you a question, Amira, on how important do you think it was for you right now even, but as well as for others, to have a platform to discuss their views on such a multicultural upbringing, to have a voice and a space to share it? How important was it for you today, for example? Oh, to be honest, before I got to know you, Mimi, like I, I never actually like thought about it. Like to be honest, and I'm like so happy that I got to know you that we met randomly, to be honest, <laughs> and that you just like uh, told me about your project and your vision, and this just and I was like, wait a minute, like this really like is suitable for me. Like I'm a very outspoken person, and I feel like I um I I speak on this topic so much in private, like with my friends and with my family so I feel like why not making it more public and sharing it uh with other people who may can relate or not and even yeah. people who cannot relate it's interesting to hear uh, stories from a different uh perspective you know definitely uh, so so I feel like I'm I'm very happy that I can share my uh thoughts and my experiences Maybe it's not the best advice. It's maybe I didn't have I don't have like the best advice, but that's just like my personal opinion. I feel like it's it's great to have people here uh, who respect each other and who um, respect other people's opinion and just like are very interesting to listening uh, other people's stories. I feel like that's yeah. very that, that's, that's a really interesting point. point. Yeah, it's an interesting point you mentioned regarding having just a public space to discuss this, because I think also what you intend to add on and mean is that 
you never know who listens to this, right? You never know who you might change their ideas and their vision of themselves. And so yeah. every single person watching that already counts. And that could be a ripple effect to the next listener or viewer. Yes, uh, and I feel like this topic should be uh, is so somehow like underrated. Like I feel like I feel like people in our age or even like younger sh or even older should uh, participate more in those type of discussions and share their stories because we always learn from each other and um, it's the most beautiful way to connect uh, through these um, topics, through these stories. So, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was kind of my last question. Uh, but before we close, do you want to share kind of your contact information, how people can reach you and connect with you if they want to? Yes, um, you know, just like on Instagram, I'm mainly on Instagram. I don't use social media that much anymore um, or on Facebook, you know, Facebook and Instagram, I would say, even though like Facebook, I don't use it that much like um, back in the days. <laughs> But um, I would say like Facebook or Instagram is like good. <laughs> Amazing. So everybody can see the banner down here for her Instagram link and contact and connect with her. And I just want to say a few words from my end because this is the last uh, last episode of this project series. It's definitely not the last last, but at least for this project. Okay. And I want to say just thank you to everyone who you know is a guest speaker either at this episode, who is listening in as an audience member, who is commenting in the comment section, being active and engaging with us. Uh, I think it this all of you guys contributed to making this an experience. And I also want to say thank you very much for the collaboration that I'm able to have with Seattle Austria, with Rock Culture. I think it's a very valuable partnership and we see the be benefits that it's providing to uh, everyone in, in our community. And I just also want to say that I've seen through this series the impact that having a third culture kid history and an experience has had on each individual speaker right, and how it really changes your views, your experience as a whole, um, and having this space to discuss not only about that, but as well as how you overcame some specific challenges. So thank you everyone so much for contributing and bringing value to this whole project series. All of you had a role, and please feel free to stay in touch with us even after this project series. You can connect with us on Seattle Austria, and as well as Raw Culture. I'm just going to briefly pop it up again. So this is Seattle Austria's website. And of course, follow Seattle Austria on the social media channels as well. And then you can check out Raw Culture on this website link and follow us on social media. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And I really appreciate all the comments uh, so far. So thank you. Thank Have you a good for day. Me. Of course. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.